Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jambo, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Radio Harambe. And today, uh, I and my beautiful co-wife, uh, co well, wife and co-host, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> are going to be doing an, an annual tradition here at uh, Radio Harambe, and that is our wish list for the upcoming year. Uh, ever since we started doing this podcast, my brother and I, way back when, in like 2014, I think, or 15, something like that. Uh, we would have at the beginning of the year a wish list for what we hope would happen at Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, in the next year. Uh, before I get to that, though, and before I tell you sort of if you haven't heard one of these before, what the kind of setup is, I just want to remind everybody to go to our T Public Store. You can uh, find it on, uh, on my Twitter handle, at JohnBoreEveryone, at uh, my uh, Instagram, Safari underscore Mike, or Disney's, or also on Instagram, Disney's Animal Kingdom. You'll see the link, and you'll see all the cool T-shirts and hoodies and stickers and mouse pads and mugs, all with crazy designs but by the uh, beautiful Christina as, um, you know, for different things about Disney's Animal Kingdom. Most recently, we put up a Not a Zoo a um, what else did we do recently? There was a couple of others recently. I know Not a Zoo was one, but we've had all bunch over the course Discovery of the time. Island. Discovery Island, that was the other one. That's right. And the fishing store, the fishing school from uh, Matambos <laughs> Matambos from uh, Harambe. They are, you know, some of them are real deep cuts like that one or Joe Rody's masks and beads. Others are, you know, more, uh, you know, obvious ones like. Uh, you know, like Dawa Bar or Nomad Lounge or something like that. So check out that. Uh, all the proceeds, we don't make a dime off of any of these sales. All of them go to conservation. We are currently sending them to uh, for help penguins in the wild. So please check that out. Um, periodically, there are uh, sales, which I tweet out all the time. So, you know, check that out and follow me on Instagram if you want to see those at Jumbo Everyone. Now, what we are doing today is our wish list. And what we have done over the course of the years is essentially this. Three little wishes and two medium-sized wishes and one big wish for Disney's Animal Kingdom or Animal Kingdom Lodge. And then we do one for Disney, for the world in general, you know, basically anything Disney. Generally speaking, over the course of the years that we've done this, we've had very few actual winners. We never <laughs> very rarely get one right. I do recall one time, my bro- I don't even remember what it was, but uh, Dave had got one right um, and won. And this year we do have another winner. And alas, <laughs> it is not me. It is Christina. So I'll, I'll give you briefly what we went over uh, last year. We had um, Christina's little ones was she wanted uh, gooder sunglasses that were Disney themed. She wanted um, to be able to uh, obtain uh 
cheap or free clothes for little kids who have get uh, ill or clothes at the children's center. Ju- clothes at the children's center. Thank you for putting that better. And she wanted a tie-in for national parks. I wanted to bring back Burdika, which didn't happen. I wanted a statue of Joe Rohde, and I wanted to refresh a Flame Tree Barbecue. For her, Christina's middle ones, she um, wanted like rooms um, to help calm children who are, you know, autistic or ADHD or just easily um, overstimulated. And of course, we all know Disney is the land of overstimulation. And she also wanted a harvest festival for uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. My medium ones were a water play area uh, for Avatar. Spoiler alert, you're going to be hearing that again. And a animal exhibit at Shirkazong. For the big ones, I wanted a brand new cr- a redo of Cretace- uh, the Cretaceous Trail to add some, some more animals that were kind of around when the dinosaurs. And Christina wanted an aquarium. For my world one, I wanted Disney's Hollywood Studios to have a, uh, announce a Wakanda land. And for uh, Christina, she wanted a new Run Disney uh, event. Now, her particular one she wanted was around the resorts, but she wanted any new run Disney event. And I believe she got that one right. Yes. So tell us about it. Uh, They announced, was it at the? Probably D23. D23 that they are bringing back run Disneyland. So, and I want to say sometime in February is going to be the first registration for it. So it's a, it'll be here as soon as 2024. So all you run Disney fans out there, especially on the left coast, uh, you know, check that out and go back to running Disney. I know uh, Christina's done pretty much all of the marathons and stuff in Walt Disney World. Have you ever done any of the run Disney in Disneyland? I did. And no one knew this at the time. The very last light side. And then I went oh, yes. and ran the dark side in Disney World, and I got the true Kessel. I do. I remember actually you telling me about. I remember you telling me about that. That's true. So we are going to go do what we uh, do um, every year, and that is to start off with three little uh, little things we hope that Disney does. I um, I would defer to Christina if you'd like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I can go first. Good. Um, so when when we went to the San Antonio Zoo, which I don't think that one's out yet, but um, no. they did a very good job of promoting their specific animals. And I know, like, their hippo was really popular. Like, they would do fun things with them on their Instagram page, and then they had all of this merch. And I don't – I think – Disney could do a lot better with showcasing those animals and putting out merch with those specific animals. Like everyone knows Stella the elephant, mm-hmm. right? Like much like they were selling those cocoa mugs with their hippo on it that's popular there. I mean, I would I would like if they showcase these popular animals and people could kind of watch them on Instagram or you know, check in on them or, you know, just, it would just bring up excitement when people go and see them and get the merch for them too. I really think they could do a lot better as far as that. I, I, I actually love that idea. Uh, I think we actually even talked about it and I'm kicking myself for not putting that on my list. That's not one of mine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, there are certain animals, you mentioned Stella, 
Uh, Dakari, the male lion. I mean, everybody sort of knows him. I, they don't know his name, perhaps. Um, but the only thing I would say to that is, uh, uh, my love, we do sell T-shirts. So we could get right on that. And <laughs> this, is, this might even be a slam well, dunk for you to win. The, but the thing is, is, you know, I, I, I think the part of it is that the San Antonio Zoo, yeah. especially on their social media page, they were always doing fun things like um, at Halloween, they gave the this hippo that everyone knows and loves, like pumpkins. And then they were doing filming of it, like crushing these pumpkins in its jaw and stuff. So they were, it's not just the selling of the merch, but then also like building up so that people feel that they know that animal and then they want to see it when they go to the zoo and then they want to buy the merch, right? I think that's it's a all connected. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea. I mean, Disney's does not use social media to that extent. I know there are a couple of uh, Dr. Mark. I want to say Penning is the I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's one of the higher ups uh, veterinary uh, people at Disney's Animal Kingdom. He has his own Twitter page, and every once in a while he'll tweet out something about, oh, you know, this animal is this or this animal is that, but. There are zoos out there, San Antonio is one, that uh, do a lot of good marketing on Instagram in particular, um, where they show videos of animals and they really sort of get the community to love those animals. For example, this is probably like seven or eight years now, uh, Cincinnati Zoo is also really good at it. And they also had a baby hippo named Fiona. And it was just all over Instagram. I mean, even people who were nowhere near Cincinnati were following Fiona. Um, and to be able to buy a T-shirt or a mug or, you know, whatever of Fiona was would would be great. And I, there are animals at Disney's Animal Kingdom that they could do. It's Stella, Grace, the, uh, the, the gorilla. They have their own TV show where they, like, Grace was a major part of one of the episodes of uh, the making of uh, uh, Disney Animal Kingdom uh, season two. You know, stuff like that they could easily do. So I think that's a fantastic idea. And if you're ready, I will go to my number my number one. Yep. My number one's easy. I'm copying from last year, and that is bring back Burdika. Now, you know, we were talking about beforehand how we were going to talk a little bit about what Disney has been doing today in particular. Uh, they had a, a few announcements where they are sort of reeling back some of the things that I think a lot of us think were mistakes by Bob Chapek when he was CEO. Number one is they're getting rid of parking fees at resorts. They're getting rid of the barges in the middle of the Epcot Lagoon and going back to Epcot Forever. Harmonious is gone. Uh, they're you know uh, people who have Florida who have annual passes can now uh, enter parks after two p.m. without a park reservation kind of things. So they're gradually rolling back some of the things that. Uh, Bob Chapek got a lot of heat over. Um, and one of the things, although in fairness, this was before Bob Chapek took over, was the loss of Burdika at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, at Harambee in particular. And last year I sort of said this, and I thought this was a slam dunk, but it didn't win. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and do it again. And that is, it's not necessarily has to be Burdika. That would obviously be my preference. I think that would be the preference of pretty much everybody who listens to this show. But I would love another band or, or some type of entertainment to occupy that stage and to to kind of give life to Harambe again. Um, I'm, not that Harambe's a dead zone, but I mean, when there is music playing, whether it's the Tam Tam drummers or Bird Dika or the acrobats or, you know, stuff like that, uh, you know, a louder, you know, a more vibrant band than um, 
I think it just brings a lot of life and a lot of people to the Dawa bar, that's for sure. So I want to see them bring back Burdika. Any thoughts? I, I think we say this every year, so yeah. This is my second year in a row doing it. I'm going to repeat myself again later, too. But let's go to your number two. Um, so I'm a big fan of these extra add-on um, ticketed events are one of them at Disney, and it's actually pretty decently priced. They have Caring for Giants. And I, I, my kids can't do an all-day like park, uh-huh. like ride to ride to ride to ride to ride. They just they need something downtime, and I think it's, I think it's one of those things that's a good filler in day. It's a it's a special promotion, and um, and so I think they should expand it. Um, they started with elephants, and then they went to rhinos, mm-hmm. and I think they should do giraffes next. We were just watching the Disney Disney Animal Kingdom show where they were saying giraffes were. Going through a silent extinction, is that the way he said it? Uh huh. So I mean, let's bring some attention to them, and and most zoos have an interactive giraffe, you know, experience you can do, where you can like feed them less and stuff. And maybe Disney doesn't want to go that far, but I think they're giant, certainly not in the same way that an elephant or a rhino is, but I think it fits, and I think it'd be something people would love. I would love it. I like dress. Okay, so um, just so you know, um, the the millions of people who listen to the show, Christina and I do not look at these. Uh, you know, do not cross reference. And I want you to see what was number three on my list right there. Well, I hope you have an alternate then. I have to think of one. But my number three was giraffe feeding at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I think that's similar. Um, it's a similar type of thing. I was not actually going to have a ticketed event, although knowing Disney, I mean, if, you know, everything is upcharge, so they, yeah. they probably wouldn't do this for free. But there are zoos out there where they do do this for free, where you could just walk up and, and they hand you like a, a big piece of lettuce and you, and you give it to the giraffe. I thought the Animal Kingdom Lodge would be a great place to do that. Um, I guess it would sort of be. I mean, you could do a caring for giants okay. with with the giraffe. So I'm asking for a caring for giants, and you want it to be a perk of staying at the Animal Kingdom Resort. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you can go over. The, I mean, if you're a visitor or you know just a day visitor or whatever, you can go over the Animal Kingdom. I didn't. I didn't mean to say that you had to be a resort guest to do it, but it would be done at the resort. Was all I was going to say. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> So in a way, though, it is a little bit different. A little different, but I'm going to have to come up with another one. I have to, <laughs> have to think of another one. Um, and I do have some backup, so it's it's okay. Um, my second one was actually going to be in... in um, people have been to Animal Kingdom, and I'm sure pretty much everybody who listens has been to Animal Kingdom, or why you're listening. Um, there are little these little kiosks along Discovery River, along the trail that goes around the Tree of Life, and they sell various things like one's popcorn, one does like a specialty mac and cheese. I want a new one. I want a little spice that up. I want a little different. I was thinking of like street food. I, my personal preference, and Christina knows this here in Las Vegas. Every like she always says, every corner of the has a taco shop where they have uh, you know they have the meat hanging up and they slice the meat right off onto the not that crap that Taco Bell does with the like sloppy Joe mix. Uh, I'm talking about. 
like real, like a, a real meat and you like a little hand tacos or empanadas, something like that. I want like some sort of street food that I think would be popular at one of those little kiosks I think would do, uh, I think would do very well. So that's my number two. Any thoughts on that one? Um, well, I think last year you said you wanted a rebranding of flame tree, flame tree and Bengal barbecue is what we came up with. But mm-hmm. skewers sound like immediately I thought, okay, skewers sound like that could fit you could sell that you could sell that in a small place absolutely yeah who who wouldn't who doesn't like tacos i mean it's well i think it's it's like regional you know yeah where here there's a taco shop on every corner and it's not like you were saying ground beef ever (laughs) it's like you know diced up carne and that kind of yeah that's what i want i want asada and all that kind of stuff i want yeah i want like a real tacos not Taco Bell tacos. I guess I guess my only question with that is, um, and you were one of them. I took you to your first like authentic taco right. shop. And before that, your idea of tacos was ground beef. And I wonder how many people across the country think that and would be would be like, what is this? Where's my ground beef taco? <laughs> I'm going to guess everybody east of the Mississippi would be looking for Taco Bell as opposed to what I'm talking about. But I mean, you know. I mean, Delicious. I, 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 I mean, who doesn't like a, like a real taco? Um, but <laughs> what's your third? All right, my third one is all right. Um, cooking demonstrations or classes with the chefs at Jico and Sanaa. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So you would have like a almost like a cooking class. You could you could either do I've so they do them here in Vegas where you can either do a cooking class and then at the end you get to eat what you made like you make a one per like one size whatever so I I did that with my my friend Karen and um, but I've also seen where the chef is cooking and talking to you about what he's doing. So he's explaining what he's doing, almost like you're watching a cooking show while you sit there and you're, you know, sipping cocktails or, you know, whatever. And then like between each thing that he makes, he brings it over and and you get to try it. So either way, I think I think it would be interesting. I think it would give people something to do besides, you know, with when you're tired of the slog of the parks, it would be, you know, a great date idea i think and and it would be fun for i think all ages i think it's something a family could do together too i like that idea and now uh the one thing i would say is sanaa is generally open all the time i mean they even let i mean at least back then they would serve some like breakfasty kind of things in there for people at kadani village and i know it's open for lunch and dinner however jico there's a lot of downtime there i think that would be the perfect spot for it would be in in jico where you could do a cooking class. I mean, my thought on Sanaa is, you know, not ever. A lot of people don't know how to make Indian food dishes, so right, like that would be, um, you know. But but if it's a timing thing, yeah, maybe it'd be difficult to. There might be time in the morning, maybe a ten o'clock thing, maybe. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at their hours again. But I like. I, I think that would be a lot of fun. I, that would be a lot of fun. Now I'm going to call an audible here. And come up with a uh, third one real quick because somebody sitting next to me 
She's lucky she's you pretty. Let me go um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, and I, I actually had this on my list originally and I crossed it off because I think I've done this once or twice before, but I, I want a new animal. And by that, I don't mean like a new animal trail. I've pined for that before, like them going out and building a new exhibit. But I mean something like, you know, the taper exhibit was closed for a while. And about five or six years ago, they brought lion-tailed macaques. Every once in a while, you have like a new animal on the safari. Um, You know, something like that. Just something new, like a different animal that we haven't seen before um, uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm not sure if it's, you know, maybe like a sloth in the oasis, like a tree sloth or or something along the Tree of Life trails, like a small uh, wild cat or something like that. I just think it would be fun to have something new. I mean, we've had pretty much the same group of animals for the most part in the last couple of years, but a new one would be nice. I mean, that's so broad. So anything they add, you win. See, now I've been playing this game for like eight years. I'm finally getting it. What I, what I should do, if I really wanted to win, I should have come up here and said, I hope they increase the prices of the tickets. <laughs> that would be my wish for this year because you know you're getting that one. That's a slam dunk. Well, we, we are going this summer, so let's hope. <laughs> let's hope they that. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, something like, I, I don't, and I don't necessarily, I don't mean like, you know, a baby being born or like a new tiger when we've already had tigers I'm, i want a whole new species if that makes sense i think it's a little bit more than just like anything new like if they bring in a new you know malaysian tiger because with a species survival plan they're always switching them out anyway so yeah. um but i want like something new like a, a, a some, on the trails or on the safari something new like when we had the i guess the last one was when they built the exhibit to have the wild hunting dogs and the hyenas something like that is what i'm looking for do you want to keep going first before we go to our uh, second ones, or do you want me to keep going? You can go ahead with your medium. Well, medium ones, that thank way, you. I said that second way ones. I don't get accused of stealing your Well, I'm going to throw out one that you already know I'm doing, and that is because I bring this up every, at least the last three or four years, and you were the one that gave me this idea back when I was hosting with Dave, and that is a water play area in Avatar Land. Back by like where the Satuli Canteen is in Pangu, there's some empty space there. There's like not a lot there. A water play area, which is very popular in Epcot and would fit so well thematically and aesthetically in Avatar Land, which is just chock full of water features. I would like just a little one. So that little toddlers, they like to run through those little tiny water spouts and things like that. Or, you know, maybe even like a little bit older, like, you know, your kids who are uh, 7 and 10 would, would like it too. You know, just like a little fun cool down on those hot days. I know they have one in Magic Kingdom at the uh, back by Dumbo. And they have the little ones all over Epcot. But just something like that incorporating the aesthetics of Avatar Land to a water feature. I'm not going to speak too much more about it. I think you know where I'm coming from, but I think this is the third year in a row that I've used this one. And I I swore last year I'm going to keep saying it until somebody listens to me. (laughs) So I'm going to use that one as my second one. You certainly comment on that one, but what's your second one? Uh, I think we brought this up on our show where we were discussing what you could do to Rafiki's. Okay. Um, And they already have the pollinator garden area in front of it. And I want them to have more of a what you can do, the small things you can do towards conservation in your own area. 
So I want them to sell take-home garden kits. Oh, you actually sell in the store there? Yeah, they've got that little thing out by the goat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they do, sure. Um, Composting kits. Um, My friend, um, Karen, just watched this documentary that said in a landfill lettuce that you think would, like, disintegrate because it's, like, packed in there with all that other stuff. It takes, like, 10 years so composting's like super important. Maybe someone to explain that and just easy, here's what you can do with your lettuce, like small composting kits or pollinator gardens, pollinator kits, you know, looking up the different regions and what would work, bad houses. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, even, even bird houses, I don't think kids make those anymore, but um, just things that can expand the reach of, now that you've learned all of this here at Animal Kingdom, you can take it home. And really teaching people the small things they can do that can make a big impact. So I like that idea. Um, we have um, – when you're walking from the Wildlife Express to Rafiki's Planet Watch, there is that one spot, and I think you were mentioning that, where they show like the pollinator garden. Right, right. And they do. I think they actually have a bat house in there, to like to show you. Hey, bat houses are great to do. So to be able to convert that and actually start selling kits to build that, build bird houses, you know, seeds, composts, things like that. I think that's a mm-hmm. fantastic idea, and I think it would work perfect for Rafiki's Planet Watch. I like that. Okay, for my second medium one, and this is going back to, you know, bring something back. Um, I think one of the best parts about our show is when we kind of do a deep dive on certain aspects of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, You know, I've done a walkthrough tour of the uh, Collie River Rapids queue. So you could listen to the podcast as you're walking through the queue and I tell you what's on there and stuff. I, I should probably do one for Expedition Everest. But Disney used to actually do tours where they would, you could, you know, buy, you know, pay whatever the price was. It was called, I believe, Wild by Design. And one of our friends, uh, who used to be go, go by Drunk at Disney, um, who now is with Professor Leisure or whatever on Twitter. Yeah, Dan. Dan, he, he led those tours. That was one of his functions at, at Disney's way back when, when they did them. Um, I think it would be great if they started doing them again. Um, this way people don't have to listen necessarily to my podcast as they're walking through, although please, by all means do that. But, um, you know, as you're, you know, walking around, you know, get a tour of, and get a real sense of what Joe Rody and his team were thinking when they were, for example, going through Restaurantosaurus. You could spend an hour in Restaurantosaurus looking at all the little things that they, you know, all what the interns allegedly did at the, you know, as that was where the initial lodge was, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, again, I talk about there's different episodes with all this on there. So please go back to our catalog. We've been doing this for eight years and I hit on a lot of that stuff. But having an actual being able to actually have a tour by Disney, by Disney employees as you're walking around the park and seeing it, not just hearing it, my voice telling you about it, but actually seeing it. I think it was a great tour and I wish they would bring that back. So my second medium one is to bring back a, the Wild by Design or whatever you want to call it. Um, and have tours like that going through Disney's Animal Kingdom to really get a sense of the theming 
and all the little nods here and there to and, and how to kind of the story is given to you by uh, Joe Rohde and his Imagineers. Okay, I like it. What's your second one? Um, my second one, I think we brought up on one of the holiday shows. Okay. What, do you know what I mean? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, but in the Discovery River Amphitheater, I would like them to do a nighttime uh, water and lantern event. And because it's Disney, if they want to sell them, like, whatever, that's fine. Um, but if you've ever seen uh, any of those water lanterns, they're basically on a little float. You put the lantern on top and it has a little lit candle. I, I don't know if you could do it with a non-actual flammable one. And, you know, you write good intentions or wishes or, you know, messages on it. And then you and your family send it out. And it is stunning. They are beautiful. And I and I think it would be a hit. I think people would do it. I don't think they're using that amphitheater. So why they're not, not do something that, you know, Disney's happy because they can sell these lanterns or, you know, whatever. And everyone, I mean, it's such a pretty thing to be part of and to witness. So basically what you're saying is um, there would be like some sort of store or, or place okay. And yeah, you, like you, when they're about to do their night show with it. I don't know, they can have Disney music going or whatever. I hear you, when you, I hear you. You know, when you, when you go to enter, you can go down there and just watch or you can buy a lantern and they don't cost anything. It's just like race paper. <laughs> so, like, they could on, honestly could be like a couple bucks and who's going to be like... They're charging you 20, yeah. just so you know. Well... <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, if it's a couple bucks, who's going to, if their kid's like, come on, dad, let's go do this. Like, you They're know. They're not going to say, no, you're at Disney. You're, you're all, well, we're on vacation. That's what you always say. Well, I mean, you know, if it's something like $5 or whatever, I'd be like, okay, sure. I'll get each of you a lantern. Right. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But I think, I think it's really beautiful. I think people would absolutely do it. And they could just have people walking around kind of like in a stadium where they're selling them. And okay. Just, hey, you know buy it here or there and then um and then it's just like a nightly presentation and then they're doing something but it's an interactive night show you're part of it um i think it'd be a hit i i actually agree with you i like that idea especially since they're not using that theater for anything they don't have any no. big shows going on right now and i would say do it for free but we know disney's not going to do that so i'm being realistic <laughs> right and i'm being realistic when i'm saying they'll probably charge you at least 14.99 for for a lantern I don't think that you're ever getting anything for $2, but I, I agree with you. I think that would be a spectacular way to end the day. And then you're not being loud for the animals. You're not, I mean, I know that's always a thing about not doing fireworks there and stuff. Although, frankly, the rivers of light could be kind of loud. So I'm not sure what, what the difference is, but be that as it may. I think that I think that's a great idea. And why don't we go right into your biggie? Okay. So... I feel like Discovery Island could use a little something. And I feel that they're not taking advantage of very, what could be very popular hit real estate. So, you know, when you're entering Discovery Island and there's a store to your left and there's a store to the right and the trees right in front of you, mm -hmm. I would like them to build up on those stores kind of centered maybe as an arch in between or at least over one of them. I would like them to build a sit down restaurant with view of the Tree of Life for the Tree of Life Awakening show. 
which goes off like every 15 minutes. So pretty much any time in the evening that you have a reservation, you're going to get to see it. Floor to ceiling windows. And I think they should do a mixed uh, Caribbean fair. Okay. Because Discovery and so they could have some Jamaican dishes, some Trinidad dishes, Cuban, Dominican, you know, think, you know, jerk chicken and guava and fried plantains. I'm trying to envision where this is. Where were you put? Like when you first walk in and there's the tree in front of you Uh and there's the two merch stores. Right. Just build up above them. Oh, oh, build this like a second floor. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I got that. The tree of life tree house or whatever. I don't care. You know, but that way you've got like a good view of the tree. And uh, I think people would pay to be able to like have that kind of viewing and seating. I would. (laughs) <laughs> no, I like that idea. I think, I think that, that it, it boggles my mind that they didn't put a restaurant there with view of the tree. Well, I mean, actually, uh, one of the original, not the view of the tree, but one of the original ideas for uh, the Tree of Life in the, uh, you know, instead of a theater, one of the one of the original thoughts was a restaurant underneath the Tree of Life called Roots. And they never did. They, they Obviously, they moved on from that and they did the. Uh, a theater presentation with itself to be a bug. But I think that's a great idea. I think that would be a prime, I think that would be a huge hit. I, again, I can't believe that they haven't already put this in place because the people would pay for that view. I mean, people, people pay for that one in the Polynesian just to watch the fireworks from across the lake, right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, it seems to be a no-brainer to me, and I and I think a mix Caribbean um, restaurant there'll be something for everyone. Um, and not only that, and it'd be sticking with the theme. Not only that, but if you were there for lunch, perhaps where there's no Tree of Life Awakenings, it would probably be a very good spot to see Winged Encounters. Yes, absolutely. So. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It would be a good place to watch Winged Encounters. You know, obviously, much like Ohana, Uh you know, they serve there from morning to night. But clearly the most prime time is when you can watch the fireworks. Well, that's what, 10 minutes every night? Yeah, about that, yeah. The Tree of Life of Awakenings goes off every 15 minutes. Like, they could really capitalize on that. And even if they went during the day, I think it'd be cool just to sit in, you know, some sort of a, you know, treehouse thing above like the stores viewing the tree of life. Like you said, maybe watching the macaws. It, I, I think it'd be a great restaurant. This is actually my favorite idea so far of the show. <laughs> I like that one. I do like that one. Good, good. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was your last medium one, right? That was my large. Oh, that was your large. So it's my large time. But I apologize. <laughs> I assumed I couldn't get that's, a new sit That's down pretty. Yeah, no, you're right. I was just, large. I was just thinking <laughs> that myself. It was a medium, and I went, "There's no way I get away." With this. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, that is a large. My large is to finally, and I've, you know, I've, I've sometimes I've talked about this. I'm not a big fan of the Finding Nemo the musical. It's not my favorite by any means. I would like to see them uh, replace that and have a new stage show there. Tarzan uh, Rocks. We could bring back to. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, talk about how you love Tarzan. I Rocks. love Tarzan rocks. <laughs> I'm fine with Tarzan rocks. Um, my thought 
initially was uh, because it's a little bit more modern would be Moana. I mean, it has good music, and I, I think people, you know, kids. That's a that's a bigger, newer movie. Um, but you know, whatever. I, I don't really care as long as it's you know something different, something fresh. You know, every once in a while. I mean, I'm, I, I don't. Ho- I hope they never get rid of the Festival of Lion King. It's a classic, and and people love it. But with other stage shows. After they've been there for a while, I think it's a good idea to replace them. And, and in that particular theater, they started off with Journey to the Jungle Book, then Tarzan Rocks, now Finding Nemo. I think it's time for the for a new refresh and a new – and they can advertise it. Hey, Moana's coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom or whatever, Raya, uh, bring back Tarzan, whatever it is. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it as long as it's something new and uh, kind of like a fresh, fresh idea. Any thoughts on that one? I agree. I think that... I know you want Tarzan Rocks. It needs... Well, you know. <laughs> it, it was just... It was a really fun show. And my youngest son got rollerblades for Christmas. And I got rollerblades from you as uh-huh. well. So he'd be so excited if he saw the rollerblade stunts <laughs> and all of that. It was a fun show. It was also different. There was nothing. There was nothing like Tarzan Rocks at yeah, any no. point in the, at any place else in the uh, in any of the parks. So I agree with you there. Should I go to my big one, uh, worldwide one? Yes, go ahead. Okay, um, this is easy. I kind of I've I've kind of uh, uh, took the cheap way out on this one, and that is. We're doing all this stuff with Epcot. Can we please finally, for once, for all, after all these years of rumors and talk and uh, whatever pavilion, can we get a new world, sh- world new world showcase mm-hmm. pavilion? We haven't gotten one since I guess Morocco. I think was the last one, or was Norway the last one? I forget which one came came more recently. But that's like the eighties. I mean, we're going back a long way. We every, it seems like every year when D twenty three is happening, oh, we're they're finally going to announce the Brazil Pavilion, or they're finally going to announce Spain, or and I, as a kid, and I'm showing my age here, was there when Epcot opened, and um, I remember walking around Epcot and seeing the, you know, coming soon Equatorial Africa, coming soon Israel, coming soon Spain. I saw all those signs, and and um, even back then, I was excited for another new pavilion. I have personal favorites, and I've mentioned it on Twitter many a times. I, I personally like pavilions from countries that are not well-known. I, I wouldn't want necessarily like an India or Brazil, like the big country, the obvious choices. I like the less obvious choices like Morocco and Norway. Um, so I would say something like New Zealand or Chile or something like that. Um, I know they don't have any South America ones, so I think that would probably be the best. But anyway, um, so I would... F- Finally, after all these years, finally say, okay, we're going to build another World Showcase Pavilion. I mean, how excited would it would it be if, uh, you know, three months before D23, whatever that is, September or whatever, I know they do it every other year, you know, Disney announces this year at D23, we're announcing a new World Showcase Pavilion. Imagine the ruckus on Twitter and social media. Well, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? All the blogs, all that kind of stuff. I would just love it if they finally, finally did that. I don't think you're going to get that one, but... I don't think so either. I don't think I'm going to get any of these. But uh, what's your big one? A big world one. Any animal is very general. That one you might get. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Here in Las Vegas, in 
multiple resorts. Wait a minute. Are you going to say build a casino on Disney property? Because I like that idea already. All right. Stop it. (laughs) We don't gamble. (laughs) Um, So in multiple resorts, and I think they're all owned by the same place, but still, we there's a place called Kids Quest. And think of it like Chuck E. Cheese on steroids. But the people who work in there are state-certified uh, daycare. Right. And you can just drop in and drop off your kid, and they have the best time. I mean, my kids will sometimes be like, you know, mom, I think you might need to go on a date because, yeah, it's been a while since you've been on a date. And I just know they just want to go to just, just for your note, I, I slipped the kids $5 to say that to you. Just every- <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I remember when Disney used to have kids clubs at some of the mm-hmm. resorts. And Absolutely. I don't know if it was set up exactly like that. A little different, but it's similar. But I would like... Um, these kind of drop-in care centers in throughout Disney World so that if parents, and at Disney Springs, I think it's important to have one there. I think it's perfect for there. Yeah. Or, hey, maybe start there and then move to different resorts. But that way, if parents want to go out, and there's a time limit, I mean, I think we're only allowed four hours max. And depending on how busy Disney is, they may drop that down. But, okay, we want to go have an adult dinner on our vacation. Take the kids to the kids club. Mm -hmm. Um, I would really, I would like it. I think it would be a hit. Um, I know you can get babysitters to your hotel room there. And we did that once when we went to Give Kids the World. Um, But... You know, not everyone's as comfortable with having someone come to their hotel room and be alone with their kids versus an entire staff of people and no one can really, you know. You're at a daycare, essentially. What? You're, I mean, yeah, you're at a daycare and there's a bunch of people watching. So if one person is a bad egg, not a big deal. So they're not really paying attention to your kid, but these five other people here are. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know, and that's the risk when you don't live in the area to know whether the babysitter you're hiring is competent or not. You're just hoping that they are versus a certified daycare is a little, a little different. So I'm not, I'm not trying to put those in-room babysitters in business, right. but I just think it would be really convenient and used. I think especially, like as I said, especially for Disney Springs, I think that would be a great idea because little kids, I mean, the Lego stores at Disney Springs and like some of the eateries like the, what's the, what's the dinosaur one? T-Rex are geared towards kids. But for the most part of shopping, it's nicer restaurants. It's not really geared towards kids, Disney Springs. If you're on vacation and you as the grown up are the one that is paying for everything, right? You worked hard all year to, to, to earn this. Like, maybe you don't want to eat at T-Rex when you're in downtown right. Disney. Maybe you want to have a nice dinner at Morimoto's, and you're not bringing your five-year-old there. Right. Or the wine bar, or you know, there's plenty of places that are a little bit more upscale at Disney Springs. And that, I, you know, I, and for people, uh, they have, like, video games and, like, uh, playground areas yeah, and stuff like that. They have a karaoke that. station. They mm-hmm. have, I mean, ours has a rock climbing wall right. if you're over a certain age. They have basketball hoops. They have... One of those big jungle gyms where they crawl around in tunnels and stuff. And 
I mean, there's so much for the kids to do. They love it. I like that idea. I th- like I said, I think it's perfect for Disney Springs, but it could be it, it could still work in, at some of the other places, especially like some of the hotels that are a little bit more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, have restaurants that are a little bit more signature, like Grand Floridian, for example, has several restaurants in there that are not really geared. The Riviera is supposed one. to have some really nice restaurants that I'm dying to try, but then, because, again, we're going this summer, so I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, I hate having to look at a menu and being like, ugh, but there's the kids. I, I don't think this is the place I can take the kids. And we did that when we were just away in San Antonio and Charlotte, too, looking for places that the oh, yeah. kids could manage. wonderful Argentinian restaurant in our hotel. It was in our hotel, and we just, you looked at the menu and said, no, this isn't right. a place you can take kids. Right. And which, to my disappointment, I was like, yeah, I, I agree. You're You're right. So now Disney is not like that in that I mean every restaurant even the, I mean maybe not uh, what's the what's the one that's like hundreds of dollars the one in the Grand Floridian uh, uh, I can't think of the Victorian Alberts okay that doesn't I don't think have a kid menu but I mean even like really I mean Jico which is a double has a kids I mean, I menu too like Morimoto's right like, that has a kids menu kids really but they don't like want to go there some kids like sushi but like for the most part no kids aren't into sushi and it's a nice not eight-year-olds and you know and and honestly again it's your vacation you worked hard to take the family on vacation you might want one dinner one dinner as an adult while you're on vacation i think that makes sense i think they would make money off of that too so which is obviously what the key is for disney um but i like that idea i think that would work um, any other thoughts on that or should we wrap it up? No, I should write the president of we- Kids Quest. <laughs> like, here's where you need to go. Yeah, exactly. Started here, test the waters at Disney Springs. Guarantee it'd be a hit, but go ahead, test the waters there and then expand. <laughs> anyway, so that is our uh, hopes for the new year. Um, I, I think... I mean, we're sort of getting past this COVID thing, and um, although there's another surge, and uh, but forget whatever. Yeah. Um, I think we're sort of getting past it a little bit. So you know, Disney's back to you know operating more normally, and hopefully, we'll start to get some announcements. I know they finally said Tron is opening April something for, of this coming year in, in Magic Kingdom, but hopefully, with the next D twenty three, we'll start to get a little bit more. Some more stuff, and you know, hopefully, some of the stuff on my list will get on, will will be announced. Um, so that is our wish list for 2023. I want to thank everybody for listening, and I want to again uh, direct you to our T Public store to raise money for penguin conservation. Uh, currently, it, you find it at my at John Boy Everyone, or even if you just go on T Public and search Radio Harambe store, you will find our T shirts. Uh, and stickers and all the designs, all done by Christina. All of them are fabulous. Maybe there'll be a Stella up there soon. <laughs> She's going to win her own by uh, by uh, designing a Stella T-shirt and a Grace T-shirt and <laughs> and get a point for next year. But anyway, um, so check those out so we can uh, you know help raise money for various things of conservation. This time being or currently being penguins. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I hope everybody has a happy New Year. Kwaharini and go well. Kwaku <laughs>